Hey, hey, guys. What's up? And welcome back to a brand new episode of... We everywhere, baby. I am your host, Nadia. With me is my co-host, Omavelous. What's up? What is up? What's up? <laughs> welcome back. Welcome <laughs> back. Welcome back. Oh, man. Um, yeah. I feel like last week we had a really fun episode (laughs) (laughs) reminiscing about our Vegas adventure. And then we just been having regular old life. Just, uh, I've just been on my grind, a hard grind, (laughs) grinding so hard. Tell me, yeah, tell me more. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, um, well, I think it's interesting that, we we've been so busy working yeah that it's this past week was just like a blur and i was like what and we did do something this weekend that was like really fun but it just everything moved so fast for me yeah. this week as well but before we get into the show proper mm-hmm. i did want to um put you on a quick little story okay because i i think that you would appreciate this so, um, lay it on me. <laughs> maybe I will. <laughs> oh. oh, we gotta go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> uh, so, you know that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame exists, obviously, right? And you know that they do their nominations and then they put you on the list and this and that, right? I'm okay. fast forwarding through all that because I know that you know that, yes, and you can watch them on HBO Max, actually. Um, they have the previous Rock and Roll Hall of Fames on there. So, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominated Dolly Parton ah, for 2022. I was unaware. Yep. When did this happen? Um, like about a week ago or something. Nice. But here's the here's the cool part. Okay. <laughs> she declined it. Really? Yeah. She said no thanks. Why? <laughs> That's hilarious. Why? Uh, well, it's it's actually for. Uh, for a pretty good like reason, like you want me to read her statement? You want me to read? Yeah, go for it. Basically, <clears throat> but you got to read it like Dolly. Then I, why don't I let you <laughs> read it? I'm not going to read the. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> How about I and read I it? said to the good Lord, I just don't want to accept that award. <laughs> Is it like some like injustice that's happening or something? <laughs> no, like I can't even imagine why she would decline. Okay, well, go on. Okay, here's what she said. She's. <laughs> I really want you to read it now. <laughs> no, okay. Um, she said, she starts with Dolly here, uh-huh. right? And then she goes, uh, even though I'm extremely flattered and grateful to be nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I don't feel that I have earned that right. Wow. I really do not want votes to be split because of me, so I must respectfully bow out. What does that mean, votes split because of me? Well, once you're nominated, you get, you know... You get voted. I don't know who actually does the voting. You okay. know, for the Academy Awards, you get nominated, and then the members of the Academy are the ones that vote for you. Right. So I'm assuming there's some kind of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Academy. But like, I doubt the it's woman's like over Twitter. Song catalog <laughs> is insane. Like, right. But would you consider her like a rock and roll star? It, is it. 
But like, what does that mean? A rock and roll star? Like only or, rock music is allowed? Well, so here's the thing. I don't understand. So when you hear rock and roll hall of fame, you would assume that it's all rock and roll. But yeah. there have been like hip hop artists that have uh, won it and or at least been nominated. No one in country. Um, I, you know what? I haven't brought up a list. I didn't think that we were going to get into that. So that shows a lack of research on my, Dang. Man, I, I miss researcher Mark. Let me see. Let Remember me back in up. the, back in the early yeah, days Mark, of the come podcast back. when we had a research team Just and a video come and team. sit down. Yeah. Usually, you know, shows get better with time. <laughs> Not us, baby. <laughs> we're falling at the seams. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me well, search. This. Okay. But, but while you search for that, so basically, that's what she was saying. She's like, there's other people nominated, and I don't want to be pulling votes. <laughs> I like that you moved the microphone. <laughs> uh-huh. You're learning. Um, which I think is, is totally cool. Because she did she did say this. The, the statement does continue. She says, I do hope that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will understand and be willing to consider me again, if I'm ever worthy. This has, however, inspired me to put out a hopefully great rock and roll album at some point in the future, which I've always wanted to do. My husband is a total rock and roll freak, and he has always encouraged me to do one. Mm -hmm. I wish all of the nominees good luck, and thank you for the compliment. Good luck. So that's what she's saying. She's like, I have, I have, I'm, I, I don't make yeah. rock and roll. So why are you putting me in in the Hall of Fame of rock which and which I think is fucking great. See, but that's why she's always a gangster. Well, it's the thing is she has uh, turned down what could be considered more prestigious <laughs> things. Uh -huh. um, I guess it depends on how you look at it. But she did decline the uh, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Okay. From the president. Oh, wow. She declined it from Trump twice. <laughs> she kept saying, nah, I'm good. She's like, I'm not going to accept anything from you, you orange bastard. <laughs> he's like a lot of people are saying that i have to give you this medal a lot of people say you're dope and she's just like nah bro i don't yeah. want it yeah um i think they did ask her if she would turn down one from the biden administration uh-huh <laughs> and she said she said she's not sure but knowing her she'd probably be like nah i mean what that is, is so wow right yeah <laughs> She's such a badass. I thought you I'm would uh, appreciate that. Yep. I appreciate it and still have not found any information. I am on <laughs> the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame website. Right. However, it says all of the inductees of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Then it says browse mm -hmm. by from 1986 to 2022. Right. Or you could browse by early influencers, performers, the Ahmed Ertegin Award, Musical Excellence, <laughs> search by name. Like, this is not convenient right. for me to just pull it up and look. And are you kidding? A catalog since 1986? Forget about it. <laughs> Let's just assume they're all rock and roll stars. <laughs> I mean, I, but I, like I One said, I know, I know for a fact that there's been hip hop stars for sure that, that have won it. I think Run DMC got inducted, not too long ago they're like yeah we're taking that <laughs> they're like you know <laughs> i think this year for 2022 eminem is on there he was like yep i'll take that <laughs> uh, yeah i'll take all the awards <laughs> kiss my ass 
Uh, well, you know, I'm not surprised. She's a stand-up woman. <laughs> and Any other exciting news you have for me? Ex- <laughs> I like this when I don't know. You like my exciting news? Yeah, you don't. He never tells me, and then he just whips it out. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> um, no, well, I did have something for like a couple of shows ago that I just haven't gotten rid of it in the notes. Uh huh. <laughs> but have you ever heard of the Joro spider? Is this the one that's like on the East Coast? <laughs> yeah. That they're like, oh, this spider's going to take over the East Coast. It's kind of like infiltrated the East Coast. It's now, like I don't a neon know any, color. Yeah, I don't know if any of our listeners are out in the East Coast and have you know, come across one of these Joro spiders. But Ugh. Um, apparently, you know, they're setting up shop out there and they're making these, you know, gigantic webs or whatever. Like, I think they came from China, no? Something um, about how it came on a ship. Yeah, I'm not even sure exactly where it came from i think i read Um, something about but i think it is china because i think they're i mean they're i know that they're in korea and i mean taiwan china yet right i think you're right but have you seen them yes (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) they're the size of your palm they just need to stay on the east coast because but they're not um it's part of the reason why i don't want to go to australia because of like gigantic things. That Have are... you seen those spiders in Australia? <laughs> yeah. Oh hell no! Look, I think it's. I think they look kind of cool. I knowing mean, it that is they a can't, pretty color. Knowing that, from what I've read, they can't hurt you. Okay. Like as far as uh, I don't know if they, they can break your skin or or if they did that. I, I don't. I know there's no like venom or anything like that. They are cool, looking. but they're pretty cool looking once you get past the. This is one of my eight legged enemies. Look at those <laughs> those like points on the legs. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> that is that is not spiders are not my friend. I am not a spider person. I, honestly, I'll take snakes over spiders any day. Any day. Rats, take them. Mice, I'll take them. <laughs> Bats, I'll take them. I'll take all of them, but not the spiders. That's the last And maybe last not a one? water snake. I don't want to be like in the water and then feel a snake. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like as a pet. You mean just like encountering? Just encounters. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. No, I'm not doing it. It's insane. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, I'd rather, I'd rather encounter like, uh, what did you say? A snake than yeah. a spider? Yeah. No way. You could. No way. Why? Because, I mean. Just the size comparison alone. Are you talking about if you have to battle it or just? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this is turning into all other. I'm sorry. A battle. <laughs> you're not thinking a dance of, battle. You're not thinking about this because <laughs> like I'm gonna a, lose to like eight a... legs. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker tap danced all over me. <laughs> I can't take on eight legs. <laughs> it was me, two legged Nadia, and over here, fucking. I didn't even the, stand a chance. The, the, eight-legged Savion Glover. <laughs> Damn, a whole lot of tap dance reference from the 90s. Yeah, didn't get that one. <laughs> you don't remember? No, I'm sorry. Don't, I don't know tap dancers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not well-versed in the tap world. This guy was like very popular uh, in regards to the fact that he's a tap dancer, but 
There was Gregory Hines. Okay. As far as like pop culture tap dance. Okay. Okay. That was Gregory Hines. And then this guy, Savion Glover. Is he related to Donald Glover? <laughs> no. How about Danny Glover? <laughs> Any other Glovers? <laughs> Those are the only two I know. <laughs> uh, okay, well. Well, whatever. That's great. They can keep their little neon, you know, eight-legged asses on the East Coast. <laughs> I do not want them over here. No, thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, that's too funny. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure a lot of other stuff, uh, Kanye-wise happened this uh, week, but I'm just like tired of hearing about it, so I don't want to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, we did finish the Kanye documentary, was which well, was that really good. That we can talk about. Yeah, that you was really what? good. To be honest, because that was, that was really well done. Yeah. I really enjoyed that documentary. I did too. And, um. I like I like the sections. Do you know what I mean? How you had like before he blew up, right? As he was like just completely coming into his own, and then I don't know what you would call the third part. If you, would, yeah, I don't want to call it a downfall because he's still on top. Of, you know, in regards to like well, the music game, but it's the third part was interesting, interesting. because he, um, what's his name? Cootie is that how you say his name? The guy who made it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he kind of stopped working with Kanye, right? I can't remember what year it was. Yeah. Um, but he kind of stopped working with Kanye, and so there was only so much that he could put, and so he would put, you know, headlines that were happening with Kanye in footage that you know was accessible by all of us, right? Shit that he could put mm-hmm. in there. Um, but also encounters that he would still have with Kanye, whether he was working with other artists you know, in the studio filming or following the other artists and Kanye ha- happened to be in the studio at that time or whatever. Yeah. So he had that footage. Um, but I know that like I had somebody be like, it just ended so abruptly. Like, I feel like, you know, like how, like they didn't like how it ended. Well, and I'm I mean, like, well, he ended it as best he could with what he had. Like, what I, do you want from the guy? <laughs> like yeah. and he I would stopped say- working with Kanye and I feel like he did a great job wrapping it up as best he could well yeah i mean but not only that the story is not over yeah do you know exactly. what I mean? this wasn't this was kind of like a, the story so far right you know what i mean if that could have been like under the title yeah absolutely. because you're like oh well well what happens well i don't know it's as current as it could be you know pre-divorce yeah do you know what I mean? Because he was even in the ranch in Wyoming and all that. Do you know uh-huh, what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I I understand that kind of idea of like, well, it just ends, but it's like, well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what that's what he had. Yeah. That's who would not put together a documentary or docuseries with what they had. That was his whole point. And you're not gonna not do it because you didn't keep working with him. Like, this is what you have. You put it out there, you know? And I wonder if he like, do you think that Kanye watched it before he released it? Or do you think that he had any approval or any part? Because, I mean, he was a part of, he approved it in the beginning, right? He allowed him to be there, allowed him to film everything and document everything. Right. And then it got to a point where he stopped. But, like, what do you think his involvement was in that? Do we even know? 
Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> My instinct would be that yes. That uh-huh. he, but he came to him and he presented it. Had to like okay it. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know because it, I kind of feel like he didn't. Because he doesn't have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he was allowed to take that footage. Yeah. But that's an interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder. Somebody knows this. Somebody that's listening to us right now knows this, has read this. <laughs> Be like, <laughs> you let us know if you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, let us know what you guys thought of it. If you guys did watch it. Um, it's, I think that from what I see, I just think that like him losing his mother was a, I mean, as it would be for most people, it was such a devastating and huge hit for him. Um, cause it kind of seemed like his mother was his soundboard and his, um, moral compass and his, you know, she brought him down back down to earth because even before that she was even saying, you know, Kanye needs somebody to bring him back down. Like he's got this ego about him. He always has. And there's good parts about that. And there's bad parts about that. Right. right like yeah. the good part is that he believes so deeply in himself and how many of us doubt ourselves, how many of us don't even have that. And this man is just like, I am the shit. You guys are all like, stupid for not realizing it if you don't realize it and like get on my train because everything Mm -hmm. i'm saying and doing is is the best you know and so like there's parts of that that i really really do respect about him but it just (laughs) he takes it over the edge you know (laughs) and i think that you know there's been talks about it he even mentions it about being bipolar and such and so you know, that mental illness there kind of takes it to the next step, takes it a bit further. And so him losing his mom, I think really just pushed him over the edge. And then marrying Kim, she's one of the most famous women in the world, literally. I mean, there's a lot of toxicity that was happening around him to him. Um, and it just, I don't know. It's, it, I think that it's hard for somebody who deals with, issues of having bipolar disorder or any other type of personality disorder to be in the public eye like that. It's that's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. And I think it only magnifies those issues even more. So I think that that's why we see what we see with Kanye with all his outbursts and what he's doing to Kim right now and their divorce. Like it's just, he's just like off the handle and it's crazy, but Um, what are we going to do? I mean, I did find out that he was not given. <laughs> oh, he wasn't. I, I think he wanted it, and they they didn't. Like, they probably knew he was going to go, like, just try to control too much of it, and they were like, nah, fuck that. Like, we're putting this shit out. Yeah. Sorry. And apparently he did. He put Netflix on blast and was like, hey, they weren't, they didn't give me creative uh-huh. control of my image, and da 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 and, well, um, good, because he would have probably tried to manipulate it. Well, yeah, I mean, there's like a, I, it's, I found a statement by, um, so you had Cootie and then you had Chike, mm-hmm. right, who were the right. two people that were doing it. And he basically said that that you definitely have his participation on camera. Right. Days. He goes, but for us as filmmakers, the name of our company is Creative Control. So there are just certain rules in documentary filmmaking for it to be authentic and mm-hmm. for it to resonate. People need to see certain things. So sometimes it's just not best for the filmmaking in, it's, it's not best for the filmmaking for the subject who the mm-hmm. film is largely about 
to have control over the direction the story goes in. That makes sense. In other words, yeah, you have yeah. to remain objective in yes. a documentary. It's not, I mean, some might push a particular like, this is bad, this is bad, this is what it's about. But in, in that one, there was no, yeah. Kanye's a great guy, Kanye's a bad guy. It was just a, it was just, this, this is, is what it is. What yeah. I captured while yeah. I was with him. Yeah. So I think that's, I mean, that's, that's good. I think she doesn't like merit, you know what I mean, for them and, to, to obviously not do that. And I know that from what I know of Kanye, it was probably a definitely like a heated discussion. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. I'm sure there were parts of it that he didn't want shown or wasn't happy about or, you know, whatever. As but anybody would be, but right. You know, that's how it goes. And I, and I, you made a good point too when we were watching it. You were like, do you notice how there were certain parts kind of more towards the end when, when he was kind of like building more success and I don't know. I don't want to say going on the deep end, but you know, just kind of like rambling, I guess you could say. Yeah. He would kind of get into these weird tangents Mm -hmm. and you could tell that, that they would pull the camera away and be like, "Mm, this is getting a little too much. Let me just not film this part. Yeah. I think he also, um, Cootie might mention it in the document. He was just like, I didn't want to be filming him like that. Yeah. This isn't the Kanye I knew. Yeah. So he was just kind of like, eh. And I doubt that there was any, like, any point to it anyway. Like, it would have right. made it. It's not like he missed out on something amazing. To, yeah, yeah. You know, the worst thing he did was miss out on maybe something sen- that that could be sensationalized. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he said this. Look, you know, shit blows mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. or whatever. But, I mean, it is important to know that he was, they were friends. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, even... Like I said, there's no, I don't, I didn't find any malice in the documentary at all. No. It, it, it's all, it just was very matter of fact, but hopefully you guys watched it and hopefully you guys liked it. Yeah. I, I love a good uh, documentary and expose or, you know, anything that kind of pulls the curtain from behind and you kind of get to see behind the scenes. Like I love all that. And so that definitely has that. And uh, yeah, let us know what you guys thought. If or if you if you hated it, tell us why you hated it, or if you loved it, <laughs> or maybe you changed your mind on Kanye. I don't know. Like, share with us what you guys thought because Omar and I definitely um, we enjoyed it. So yeah, and we've been watching a lot of documentaries, a lot of documentaries, or, yeah, or limited series or whatever. I mean, we definitely watched the Tinder Swindler. I don't know if we talked about that or not. I think we did, but um, we saw another one that to me was like tinder swindler light it was called it's called bad vegan oh yeah yeah (laughs) i fell asleep because i was exhausted but i picked up parts of it i think it was i think it was unnecessarily long um yeah like i i I don't think it needed to be that long but because it's like what i think it's four episodes it was it's very like they give you a lot of details that kind of don't feel that important yeah but if you if you come across this documentary, it's about a chef and, and restaurant owner who was the number one raw food Vegan. celebrity. Yeah. Like she was the one to start it and blow up in New York. And then as she's blowing up, she meets a guy mm-hmm. and then she gets swindled. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's basically how it feels like to yeah. me. Yeah. Like, there's no other easy way to say it. It's not like all spoilers, but like, yeah, he manipulates he basically her. Manipulates her into into giving him money for 
very that's why I don't want to go into it's that. It's very so sim- see, similar to the Tinder swindler the, yeah, in the it, way that he cons. Yeah, he's basically yeah. conning her. Yeah. And it goes into the point where she starts pulling money out of the business. They're then, not paying their employees. Yeah. And then it, it's just it goes it goes from that into where <laughs> they go on the run. The the best yeah, they go on the run. <laughs> they go on the run after their And like, then one of the best headlines that they kept using over and over and over again and how they tracked her and found her or them was uh the guy ordered from Domino's and then the police followed the Domino like they, they found that he ordered from Domino's and then they tracked the Domino's order to the hotel or motel that they were staying at. And that's how they ended up tracking them and finding them and busting them. And so all the headlines are like, v- raw vegan was found eating Domino's. Like, <laughs> it was like all the headlines said that. And they just kept using it over and over again. Even though she wasn't even the one eating the Domino's, like he was. I mean, we don't but, know, but, but yeah. You it, saw it, her. She was like a hundred pounds. <laughs> she was not eating the Domino's. It was, that was, that is kind of interesting because they, they're pushing this as like a, Oh, she's the bad vegan or whatever, right? Which is what which the is documentary is called. Which is the documentary is called, and which is the spin that it ended up taking because of the fact that they found, they tracked her down on, on like you said, like on the Domino's yeah. <laughs> transaction. Yeah. But the majority of it is kind of her, is her getting conned. Yeah. And she's in the, the documentary. It's not like you're getting it from yeah. a third or fourth party, like you're getting it from the horse's mouth and it becomes this thing of like did she get psychologically manipulated do you know what i mean is it like this weird abuse um because she that's how it's presented making crazy decisions yeah it's the same thing problem that i had with the tinder swindler it was just like why are you giving this much money to somebody yeah i don't know maybe that maybe it's because i i'm a shitty person but i can't (laughs) i'm like no way bro I don't know that you're as easily. You know, I think some people happen to just be a little more easily manipulated than others. I think that's kind of where it begins, right? Um, you know, there these people who who swindle, if you will, they look, they prey on people who they find can be easily swayed. Like they're not going to do it to just anyone. Not anyone can this can happen to i feel like this is my opinion you know i don't think and again this is you and i saying this i don't think you and i would be taking out loans in excess of a hundred thousand dollars to give to anyone (laughs) like not even each other (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) but you know i don't know it's hard to to judge that because I was reading all these articles that were saying like, you know, we shouldn't blame the victims of the Tinder swindler. Like they were manipulated, blah, blah, blah. And it's true. They were manipulated and it's, you know, we're not in their position. We don't know what was being said to them or what was being promised or, you know, apparently they were madly in love with this little pipsqueak, but I mean, (laughs) I can't, I just like, look at the guy. Are you talking about the swindler? (laughs) Yeah. The swindler. (laughs) And even this other guy in the bad vegan, yeah. you know, he was like, 
this girl is she's lives this raw vegan life all about being healthy she eats clean and this guy is like this huge 275 pound slob <laughs> I who mean, eats not dominoes from the beginning, though not from the beginning but he turns into that but it, it should be said that he did he lied about his appearance he did catfish her a bit yeah um <laughs> and she says in the documentary, the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, man, that's not the guy. Like, that's, you know, he, <laughs> yeah, he lied to Yeah, he's a little me. heavier, she was like, <laughs> than his pictures. But whatever, but like, that's fine. But it was just like how he presented, like, even when they busted them, they were like, staying in two different rooms. And her room was all clean and tidy. And then his room was just a disaster with pizza boxes <laughs> everywhere and just like... Just the slob, you know? <laughs> Which, by the way, this this documentary, Bad Vegan, was totally not what I expected. Yeah. I thought it, I thought they were going to pull the wool over, like, our eyes, and or she pulled the wool over everyone's eyes, and she wasn't really a vegan, and she was like... <laughs> like she was mainlining hot dogs. Yeah, like something like that. It was, it was something like that. It was not at all what I pictured. <laughs> and to be honest, it wasn't my favorite. No, I, I I'm not gonna sit here and be like you guys should watch it. No, I I don't think it was that great. I've seen way better. Yeah, it's not um, it's not something that I would recommend anyone to watch. Yeah, I think that I think like, if you're gonna watch some people getting swindled, watch the Tinder swindler. That was a bit more interesting. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, those sure. are the two swindlers. <laughs> However, you want to hear another swindler situation? I watched the other day. You were at work. Mm-hmm. I ended up binge watching, um, finally getting to worst. I think it's called Worst Roommate Ever. Is that the name of oh, the series? Yeah. Or just Ru- Worst Roommate. I think it's Worst Roommate Ever. I think it's Worst ever. Roommate Ever or something like that. Wow. Also on Netflix, right? Those people were swindling too. And that shit's crazy. Like, it, you see, like, there was one situation. Um, <clears throat> this guy, he would do this repeatedly, multiple times to multiple people women and he would move in uh, respond to a craigslist ad of a roommate wanted or whatever move in with them and then he would just stop paying he would like take over their place rearrange their place and tell them like well this is my house now and literally take over and they'd be like what are you talking about like this is my house you need to leave within like weeks and of a month weeks to a month he would do this right and there was nothing they could do about it. There were no laws that protected them. Mm-hmm. They they would go to the police and be like, how do I get rid of this guy? Like, he's not paying, blah, 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 blah. Okay, file an eviction notice. Okay, well, the eviction notice would take forever to, like, process, forever to... The paperwork would take, you know, it, it was not a quick process. And then they would say, okay, well, can I just, you know, go and switch my locks? Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, no, if you do that, you'll get arrested. In their own property. (laughs) It was just some mind-blowing shit that you're just like, this guy who happened to study law, apparently he had a a law degree. I don't know if he was, I don't think he was a practicing attorney, but I think he had a law degree. He knew those laws like the back of his hand and manipulated these poor people and like literally ruined all of their lives. They all got kicked out. Like it was just so (laughs) sad. And that was just one, one person so each episode they i think there's about one two three four or five 
different stories uh, or people, right? And that guy, he had a two-part episode because his was so extensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all kinds of crazy shit in those in that <laughs> in that series, and I thought it was really good. I would watch that again. I think you should watch that. Um, but man, it makes you never want a roommate. And like, just <laughs> I mean, I've never had a roommate unless you count like ex boyfriend. But like, I've never had a random roommate. You right. know, and it just kind of makes you think, like, who are you asking to live with you? You know, it's such an intimate thing. Like, they're in your home with all of your personal belongings, possibly your pets. Like, you don't know these people. You know, it's like, it's scary. I mean, yeah, it can be. And you've never had roommates either, huh? I've had, I've had roommates before. Well, I ha- I had a roommate. When I lived in an apartment with uh, one of my ex-girlfriends, like oh, a couple of girlfriends ago. Got it. We had an apartment in Long Beach, Long Beach slash Lakewood, and and we we needed a roommate uh-huh. in order to you know pay the bills. be able to pay everything because um, we were we were right out of college. Yeah, and and I, who do oh and we invited or asked. Um, just a friend from school, because we were all in the in the theater department, uh-huh. and there was a lot of people that needed, yeah, you know, places apartments, to stay. But uh-huh. but a lot of them already lived in Long Beach because I went to Cal State Long Beach, uh-huh. and we were we were like, well, then we could just pick anybody. Uh-huh. And, but it became a thing of like, well, who do we pick? Uh-huh. And I was like, pick the quietest, weirdest one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and. We got, uh, I can't remember her name now. Weirdest. I can't remember her name, but she was from, Wy- she was from Casper, Wyoming. Uh-huh. Like the widest place I've ever heard of. <laughs> I was like, Casper, Literally. Wyoming? Like, <laughs> damn, like ghosts. <laughs> and she had like, she was straight up like real, real pale, real blonde. Uh-huh. Like crazy blonde. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> to the point where, uh, she came she came in once and asked my ex-girlfriend to dye her hair. Uh-huh. And she was like, Do you think my hair and my ex-girlfriend was like, Your hair will never grow out the same, like if you dye it. And that made literally no sense to me. <laughs> like I was like, Well, how is dyeing her hair gonna yeah. like stop the way that it grows? Yeah. Like I I could understand that if you dye it, you'll never get it that shade of blonde. Like until from it grows, it, but I was like, until it grows, <laughs> that fresh regrowth will be your natural color all over again. <laughs> just, I don't know why I remember that. I, I just remember being like, that makes zero sense. Yeah. Um. That but anyway, but, but this chick came in, put up her little uh, in her room, put up her like fairy, uh-huh. you know, like what are, what are those? like not posters, but you know, like cloth. Like hanging. Oh yeah, like a um, tapestry. Yeah, and she was like totally into fairies, and uh-huh. her cat was named after like a character from the Dark Crystal and all that. Nice. So it was like, boom! It was. A she was a good roommate. It was a great fucking roommate. Yeah, kept and, to herself. Yeah, was she clean? Very much so. Nice, except for the cat. Yeah, but I had a cat too, so yeah. it was like I can't complain that you know it smells like a cat. Yeah, there's cats in here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. But yeah, I've never had like a crazy situation like that. And I've I've known like friends that have 
roommates that are like just a mess. I hate that. But I never wanted to do it. I, you know, I never wanted to have to worry about that kind of bullshit. Yeah. And even with even with uh, whatever her name was, goddamn, so <laughs> rude. Um, whatever her name was, it was a long time ago. Yeah, because I want to say Karen. Whatever. I want to say her name was Karen, but okay, I, well, I don't Karen. know if that's just like a zeitgeisty thing that I'm pulling out of my ass. But anyway, I, I've never I had anything crazy like that. So, <laughs> um, you know what I do want to talk about too before we get into what uh, that we went to a festival this weekend. But before that, I wanted to talk about something I watched without you. Mm, okay. Okay. So this was. A suggestion or request or something from oh, <laughs> that we yeah, got on yeah, IG yeah, from yeah. Allisonison. I saw that, and it's called "Life After Death" with Tyler Henry. <laughs> me, <laughs> like first off, <laughs> Omar is not the one to watch these things. Yo, I don't know who this guy is. Okay, he's a medium. He's a famous medium who reads celebrity clientele mostly. He's had a show for a while on E. So, okay. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Great. Great. Like whatever. a couple like, years back, he had a show. Cool. He's pasty. And uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but is, is there something about him being like the way he looks? The fact that he looks it, like he's like, still in high school. N- well, yeah. that. But like <laughs> he looks like ghostly like it's like he's got a creepy look to him and like, like he always that. talks about how his hands get clammy and sweaty and like it's just like what's really happening he's a little creepy oh my god yeah uh like nardia said i i'm not the i'm not the fucking yeah. one for this um, omar is not the one but but i was like okay let me watch it right so i'll, I'll go ahead and throw on one episode and i'm 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 like okay you know, to me, to, to me, I here's my thing, and I think I, I told this to to Nicole when we were in New York to our mm-hmm. friend Nicole. Mm-hmm. I was like, I I want it to be real. Trust me, like trust me. I I want when you say what, what are you talking about? Ghosts, and uh-huh. that you can talk to this guy, whatever. Right, but it it's just it's not true. It's just you not. can't you cannot Dead say people it's don't not true. come back. Dead people, you don't, don't know that. Talk to us. You don't know that. Just because, look, you're the guy. Listen, but you're. Okay. I'm not saying yes or no. I'm not agreeing sure. or disagreeing. Okay, gotcha. I'm saying that you cannot say that because you don't know, and you're the guy that says I can, I will only believe it when I see it. Right? Yeah. Well, just because you haven't seen it, you're just going off that, right? But how can you tell somebody else what they haven't seen? I mean, because they not, didn't see it. How <laughs> Nobody do you know? saw it. Because you didn't see it. There are plenty I watched of this people. whole show and I never saw shit. Okay. I saw this guy reading people. Okay. okay. I saw this guy reading people. And I'm going to be honest. He's hella good. Okay. <laughs> and and it's all great. Like, whatever. The, what was the name of that other guy? John, whatever, that used to do it, like, in a big. John Edwards? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, there's a okay? bunch of them. And, and there's stuff in here where he, he starts with, he's reading somebody. And he starts with like, oh, uh, this ghost is coming with a lot of angst. Like, he's a super angsty ghost. (laughs) Like, this means that, you know, there's probably, I don't know, he didn't go happily. Like, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have someone like that. Oh, okay, cool. Angsty, angsty. 
And then at the end, he's like, they just want you to know that they're totally at peace. I'm like, fuck you. You just said he was like super angsty. So over the course of this little like charcuterie plate that you guys had in like Santa Barbara or whatever, the ghost is like, hey, just so you know, like I had to be kind of a dick to get in here. You weren't really paying attention to me. So I decided I was going to be like, Argh. and then you're like, okay, fine, your turn. And now just let her know I'm totally chill. I hate you like, so much. Come on. Look, but here's the thing. Here's uh-huh. the reason why I didn't drop it immediately. Uh-huh. Okay. Because I was like, I'm. Yeah, why can't I think you it's watch because, it? I think it's because listeners know that I'll I'll stick to it now. Because I've said it a bunch of times. Uh-huh. Like, I'll watch it even if I'm hating it, right? And and to be honest, like I'm playing it up. I I wasn't like screaming at the TV, but I just I really I don't buy it. So le- as long as that stays fucking clear. So <laughs> oh, it's clear. <laughs> okay, Chris. Now <laughs> the show starts weaving in this story about his mom. Oh, you were telling okay. me, uh-huh, uh-huh. who is like his best friend and yada yada. Um, but all of a sudden, <laughs> like very nonchalantly, and I don't know if this b- is because I haven't watched his previous shows on what what were they TLC or something? E. Okay, E. Uh-huh. Um, but she's just like, oh yeah, you know my my mother is not my birth mother, and uh, she's a murderer, and I'm just <laughs> like, what? What is this? What does this have to Her do with the show? Her birth mother is a murderer. She found this out. This guy Tyler Henry's mom says that her the woman she thought was her mother, okay, is not her biological mother. Oh, okay. And she didn't find out until she was fifty. Okay. Okay. And I I don't know the if they ever tell you what, but she's just like, yeah, she's a con woman and a murderer and. She's going to be 96, and they want me to go to her birthday party. I'm not going to go. And I was just like, what? Now <laughs> I want to know more about I'm that story. <laughs> God damn you. Like, you can keep your ghosts. I want to know about this 94-year-old murderer, you oh know? Uh, but by, I think, the third episode, it hadn't gotten to it. So I was like, all right, never mind. Well, so I totally dropped it. But Nadia will probably watch it and probably love it and uh, cry. I don't know She'll if I'll watch it. I don't know if I'll watch it. Nah, <laughs> I I'm I'm a bit skeptical as well. I'm not like you, where I'm like it doesn't exist because I have had. I believe that my mom has certain capabilities. I know that you think it's bullshit, and the look on your face <laughs> is so annoying. But that's my belief. That's my mom's belief. For sure, like it's just something that there's too many weird coincidences, if you will. Some people don't believe in coincidences. Others they chalk it up to being a coincidence mm-hmm. um, that happened in her life because she listens to her intuition. And to me, that's what that medium, that psychic ability, that whatever you want to call it is. So to me, it's like how he's saying, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, He's a little fishy to me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, really? There's something about him that's a little fishy to me. Um, but I just think that from what other people say, when they have these abilities, what they receive, it's almost like intrusive thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here with you. We're having a conversation. I'm trying to tap into this to this other world, this other connection, right, mm-hmm. that these people claim to have. And they get these intrusive thoughts that pop into their head that that they can't explain what they are. 
they're just messages, right? And they're like, okay, for some reason I'm getting the letter B repeatedly over and over and over again. Okay, now I'm getting this date. Now I'm getting this color. Now I'm get-. They don't know what it means. They're just messages. And they're regurgitating this out to the person. And the person is trying to piece together what that, that message means, what that could mean for them. And maybe it's not even, sometimes in readings, there's other people in the room. I hate your face right now. <laughs> I hate your face right look, now. I'm going to turn around. I'm I not going to look at your you. face right I'm not now. even doing anything. It's this just is my this. <laughs> it's just this stupid face. This is my face. <laughs> this is my I don't believe anything you're saying kind of face face. <laughs> Should we just move on? I'm not. I mean, whatever. Whatever you want to do. You want to keep explaining? <laughs> This, I mean, look, I if you're telling me that okay, a person sits in front of me and then they start having these intrusive thoughts about right, me, right, right, Well, they don't know if it's about you. Uh, okay, but it, ha- but then they're just gonna start directing that shit at me. You well, know, it's like mind your business. No, I mean, stop thinking about not me. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> stop trying to figure me out. Won't you? Just not be happy everybody with wants to hear it. So you can't just start giving out these messages. You know, I think that you have to respect other people's like boundaries and if they believe in it or not and kind of ask them hey you know this is what i do i'm kind of feeling this like can i share this with you then if they want to yes or no but i don't know i i i just choose to believe that it is a possibility i think that there are still a lot of people out there who are full of shit and claim that they have it and make money off of it and they're just really good at at reading people i think that there's a handful of those people for sure So, but I don't, I still believe that there are also people who have these capabilities and that that's just my opinion. Now, who is being honest about it and who's not? That's the tricky part, you know, but I know for a fact, my mom has had some really crazy situations of like, she'll be driving somewhere and she'll just be like, you need to exit here and you need to go to this place and you need to do this, this and this. And she will, she's gone to a place now where she'll listen to that voice Mm -hmm. and she'll follow it and see where it kind of takes her just out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. And like 99% of the time, it leads her to a person who for some reason needs to talk to her about they've lost somebody. And my mom has like, my mom has this picture of an angel in the sky, like they're clouds, but it really, really, really does look like an angel. Like it's this beautiful photo Mm -hmm. that somebody gave to her at a really remarkable time in her life. And so, and I had a sister who passed away and there's just a lot of very unexplainable and interesting situations that happened with our family and her passing. And so, and my mom had a really deep connection with her. And so there's just kind of like this connection that goes around my mom. And yeah, I just, I believe it. I, I know that she's not blowing smoke up my ass. I believe that she is getting these things, mm-hmm. these messages. She follows them. And because she surprised herself when they happen, she's like, you won't believe this. Like, she's like, every time I listen to my gut and every time I listen to these thoughts that come into my head, it leads me to this. And then I share it with this person. And then they start crying because they're like, oh my God, I needed to talk about this today. Or it was my husband's anniversary of his death or like crazy shit like that. That's like, how do you explain that? I mean, 
it's like you're saying it's intuition i'm all about that that's great like i you can get a gut feeling in this and that now if your mother goes up to someone and goes a ghost just told me <laughs> that's where it she fucking changes yeah yeah, that's yeah. What she I'm doesn't saying. say that yeah like i'm just saying if people are, are hanging out with me and they're just like yo i got this bad feeling like we shouldn't go down this way yeah it's like okay cool but if he's like whoa wait uh Yo, your cousin that died a few years ago is saying, you know, hey, make a left. And like, also, it's just, that's my thing. I also feel like you should just call. Yourself, they they should just be like, hey, we're like, uh, I don't know, what? God damn it, morning therapists where they just <laughs> like let you talk about someone that's passed away because right. that's basically what they're doing is they're giving you like a quick like release session. They're yeah, just like you know. Well, I also kind of cadaver find... catharsis with Omar. <laughs> oh my god, you're not the one. Get out of here. Nobody wants to talk to you about this. Nobody. Um, I also kind of feel like it's a bit suspicious that like every time he meets with somebody, he gets all these messages. I feel like it would be more realistic if like he met with somebody and he was like, "I'm getting nothing." <laughs> Like, show us that. Show <laughs> show us that footage when he sits down with somebody and he's like, look, I'm so sorry. Like, there, like nothing is coming for you. I'm getting all these other yeah. messages, but nothing for you. <laughs> I, I've ruined an entire spiral notebook with my scribbles. Because oh, yeah. that's what he does I if know. you guys don't know this. Know. Like, he sits there's like, okay, he let scribbles. me figure it out. And then he scribbles the fuck out of like. Uh, a notebook. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's about. He's like, I've ruined this notebook and uh, nobody wants to talk to you. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, I know it says uh, a lot on the scribble, yeah. but uh, I've got nothing. <laughs> this is telling me that uh, they died to get away from you. So they're Stop. not talking uh, that to That is you so anymore. dark. <laughs> God, you're going too far. All right, fine. Let's talk about there something else. There are sweet, else. innocent people listening to this podcast. If you have a show or a movie that you want to hear what I think about. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the most um real you've been about any of your reviews. Like normally you kind of hold back your dark sidedness, but uh, you really went for it this time. Omar is very skeptical. And uh I mean, wait, you want to do a a movie review instead? <laughs> on what? Nah, oh. let's talk about smoking grooves. Yeah, let's talk about smoking okay. grooves. So, this past weekend would have been, what, March 19th, a Saturday. Mm-hmm. We went to smoking grooves, which was, I think, the first large festival in Los Angeles mm-hmm. since uh, all of this pandemic. Crazy. Craziness. Um, Let's go ahead and just talk about some of the people that were there. You had uh, Erica Badu. You had Nas, The Roots. Miguel was there. Janae Aiko was there. I'm um, just going to go ahead and read the, the internet. top line. The internet. Flying Lotus. Although I didn't... I don't know if Flying Lotus was on the sir. other side. I see it. But Sir was there. Kamazi Washington was supposed to be there. Thundercat. Mm-hmm. Smino was there. Um, it was... Uh, and I Dead saw Prez. none of Dead it. Dead Prez was there. Music Soul Child was there. I it's, saw none of it. I know. I had to work. I had to work. I know. I've been... I'm telling you, I'm on my grind. Making that money. I yeah. mean, I had my I had my artist pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, it's so funny. So I had to work. It was an all day. I don't know what time it started, but it was pretty much an all day festival, one day festival. 
Um, and Miguel went on at 8 p.m. <clears throat> so he was part of the headlining crew and he went more towards the end. So by mm-hmm. the time I got there, I only saw. I got there when Thundercat was performing and you guys uh, were watching him, but I I missed him. And then I missed Janae because I was starving and I hadn't eaten all day. So we went and got our food (laughs) and I unfortunately missed Janae. I wanted to see Janae, missed Janae. Then Miguel went on. We watched Miguel. We saw Nas and then we, um, it was getting so cold. It was like drizzling. So we were all in the trailers and we couldn't really hear the music that was going on in the trailers. And so then all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, like Erica Badu, because she was the last one. Mm-hmm. And I walk out and it's already like her set's already, she's already probably halfway through her set. And I was like, shit, like I really wanted to see her. But then what we realized was by the time we try to get out of there, it was going to be so hectic, like getting out of that place that we were like, oh, screw it. So yeah. we decided to just beat the traffic and leave. So I didn't get to see. I only basically saw Miguel and Nas, which was a bummer. But um, what was funny was that because I had to work, I drove to the venue. My plan was to drive to Nas's house, leave my car, then Uber. But there was so much traffic that it was going to take me forever. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to drive straight there. I don't know what the parking situation is because... There was no parking. It was like fine street parking and mm-hmm. it was near downtown. So it was going to be a shit show. So I thought, you know what? Let me just try anyways. I'd rather take my chances trying to find parking somewhat relatively close. And then I could Uber from my car to the spot. Right. Right. But then a little bird in my head said, <laughs> you know what? Just try to see if you can get in that artist parking lot. <laughs> Nice. Nice. Let's just see what happens, right? Knowing damn well my name was not on any list. I had no clearance to be in those parking lots. Mm -hmm. But I had an artist pass on my on my wrist. Gotcha. So I go to where the Uber drops off for the artist entrance and I tell the guy, Where do I go for artist parking? Right? A flash in my pass. He directs me. He tells me where to go. And I'm like, Okay, first step done. We go. (laughs) I know where the lot is. So I go to the lot and I tell the guy. And he's like, oh, you just go up to the next. There's another gate, right? It's like like separated, private. Mm-hmm. He goes, they just have to sweep your car. Like the dog checks yeah, your car. Like a, like a bomb yeah. sweep. Yeah. yeah, the bomb sweep or whatever. Dog checks your car and then you're good to go. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like crossing off. I'm going through all the, <laughs> all the hurdles <laughs> to get there. The last gate. I'm almost there. And he's looking at the list. What'd you say your name was again? I'm like, oh, uh, Nadia. And you know, you know, Sophie's manager. I'm like dropping all these names. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. And he's like, clearly like looking for my name. My name is not on the list, but he lets me in. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Finally, like, a lie worked for me because I'm a really bad liar. Like, and I never get anywhere. I never get into anything because Omar's just like, you just got to believe it. Believe that you're supposed to be there. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> you finally did some swindling. I finally swindled my way to the artist parking lot. And Nadia so, Mohan. Yeah. Festival Fibber. <laughs> so I made my way into the artist parking lot. Easy. It was so easy. And, uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, the wristband totally helped. Of course. They saw my wristband. Well, it was so funny because, uh, like you said, because we went separate and the plan was to go back and hang out with Miguel afterwards uh, at his house. Yeah. So, you know, my brother and his brother, we all carpooled up to his house. Yeah. So we got there and he ends up like, he's like, oh, I'm not going to basically head out to about four. Mm-hmm. So we make it. We jump all in like a van together and we drive down there. We get there. They do the, the bomb thing. Uh-huh. Then they let us park. Uh-huh. Then they make us all get out. Into a shuttle. No, no, no. They make us get out from, uh, sorry, from, from the Sprinter van. Uh-huh. And then go through the metal detectors. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> so we get out of the van. We go in the metal detectors. Uh-huh. Then they let us go back in the van. And then they drove us to... That's interesting. So the actual trailer, the drop off, where all yeah. the uh, star wagons are, or whatever. Oh, so that's why they weren't doing shuttles yet, or mm. or because we had the the you know the sprinter and Miguel was in it. They were like, just drive it up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but that's funny. You got to get out and do the metal detector, yeah. then go back. In. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it was funny. It reminded me of when I went to Brazil. Uh huh. So. Uh, all right, fine. Look, I go to Brazil, and then at one point when we were in Brazil, we had to go to a set of water. Well, had to. It was a pleasure to go to this like set of waterfalls. Uh huh. It was this place called Iguazu. Uh huh. And Iguazu is one of those places where you're walking into different countries uh-huh. while you're at this thing. So it's like Brazil, Argentina, and I want to say Uruguay. Okay. Um, but when you cross. They pulled us all out of the van, uh-huh. or out of the, in this case, it was like a tour bus or something. They pulled us all out, and they made us wipe our feet on a rug, ah. and then cross over, and then we could get back on. Interesting. And it was literally like, it wasn't like a border, like, like you you know, driving from even Vegas to California, where you pass that, like, state line kind of, like, no, it was just a guy at a chair, <laughs> and it was like, get out, wipe your feet, like, What's don't bring any about? of that dirt over there, over yeah. here, I don't I don't know. It was like this dirt road, but it, th- that's what it reminded me. I was like, you already let us in. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. like, no, metal detectors. So yeah. we do all that. And like you said, when we got there, um, uh, Thundercat was about to start. Mm-hmm. So we got to go and check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's always so good. Yeah. Um, if you guys don't know who Thundercat is, Steven. look him up. Um. Yeah, he's even doing a little bit of acting now. So I'm in the Bo- I saw him in the Boba Fett show. Aww. Yeah, I know you don't watch any of that Star Wars stuff, but that's tight. Yeah, he's in the Boba Fett show, and he, uh, I think he helps him. He's like he plays like a, a little electronics guy, like totally up his alley. Like yeah. his whole look he's is a nerd. Is nerd like yeah. he's, he's the best um, anime. Yeah, he's a, he's a friend of ours. So yeah, he's like it, it was it was so good. And then like you said, <laughs> you got there. We go eat. We're like, oh, we missed this person, missed that person. Yeah. See, see Miguel. But here's the thing: the whole time they were running late. Right. So I I overheard somebody say that there was supposed to be three stages, and then they cut it to two. I don't know. You know. Uh huh. I wasn't privy to any of it, that information, but I know that they were running late because mm-hmm. I want to say like the roots started like half an hour late oh i did see the roots yeah i did see some of the roots yeah remember we saw some of that yeah and then because then miguel came on after yes so it was just like everything was getting pushed Mm -hmm. and pushed and pushed and pushed 
And this affected Erica Badu's set. Right. Because she's the headliner. If everything's going, you know, it, it like is pushed back, then they keep getting pushed back. Yeah, yeah. And, and if it's songs a strict cut. curfew, yeah. which at this LA historic park, whatever it was, because it is dead smack in the middle of like a neighborhood. Yeah. So the I think it was just a very hard out. At like 10 or something like 11. that. 11, okay. So when we were in the trailers getting warm, because mm-hmm. it just like seriously got cold. Yeah. When we came out, when you were like, shit, er- we forgot about Erica. So we go outside and one of the tour directors or whatever were like, well, if you want to go see her, she's got like maybe a song left or something because they're going to cut her short. Yeah, that's why we didn't go and see her. And we were her. like, oh, really? And they're like, yeah. I and that's know. when it was like, I was well, bummed. shit. If we go from the trailers all the way to the stage yeah. for one song and then all the way back to try to get on these shuttles with everybody else, you know? Yeah, it was going to be So crazy. that's kind of how it, it went down. She and, didn't get to call Tyrone. No. And one of our friends did stay. Um, Nigel and Sandy, actually, yeah. they stayed. They and said it was thing. really good. They were like, yeah, it was because they made it. They weren't in the trailers. Yeah, <laughs> they were yeah. like, fuck this, we're going to go. They I didn't even notice ones, they bounced. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he basically, Nigel told me, he's like, yeah, she was like, it looked like they were telling her stuff in her ear or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she basically just said, I ain't going to waste y'all time. And she walked off. <laughs> that was how it ended? Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. So she, I think people were like freaking out on her like, yo, well, you yeah. just dipped. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. it, was, it was her thing. And I think she, uh, she was catching shit, you know, from people who aren't in the know or whatever. Yeah. And she did put out like a little response on twitter uh-huh. i mean on uh instagram uh-huh. which uh basically says like this it goes uh this is your 2022 headliner life and she, she says quest love always told me the headliner spot at a huge one day concert festival is the worst slot <laughs> it goes because when curfew comes and you aren't even halfway through the set they will cut the mic yeah when things run behind the headliner has to take the weight yeah and she's like i gave you my all Love you guys, and I'm grateful. But, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's just how it goes. That's literally what happened. Because even Miguel was telling me that mm-hmm. he was mid song, uh-huh. and they were like shouting notes into his earpiece uh-huh. and stuff. He's like, and then I think at one point he said he was trying to talk. You know, he wants to talk to the audience. Like, how yeah. y'all doing? Like, yeah, they were like, wrap it up. They were like, wrap, wrap it up. up. <laughs> yeah, yep. And he was like, it's- it was so crazy. Like they were like, no, 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 don't. You know, you only get so much time to talk to them. Otherwise, you're gonna have to cut a song or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like, yeah, like they were like five more seconds, or you cut a song. <laughs> That's so crazy that they have, like, you, you see them with their earpieces, but you don't realize that you think it's for their own vocals, you know, so they can hear the playback, so that mm-hmm. they can, you know, catch their tone or whatever in their pitch. But you don't realize that they're also you're getting the backstage because we were back there, we were by the sound booth, and we could hear them screaming. Like, remember they were like shouting out orders and stuff like that mm-hmm. it was like well what the hell are oh, these? yeah when we were by the sound booth, yeah yeah and so that's them like relaying to the artist and meanwhile the artist is trying to perform their song and remember their lyrics and be engaging and dance and perform <laughs> they're being <laughs> shouted at in their ear <laughs> yeah it was crazy yeah um but that's that was festival life that was basically what could have been what what we could have had a whole lot of <laughs> content so yeah far. we just i know <laughs> we ended I'm up missing so, so, so many stuff and then um it was just 
it was a real good time though. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you. Like the little bit Always. that we did walk around and um because that VIP area was lit. Yeah. Everybody was back there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a real good time. Like you're just hanging out back there. And then uh we almost saw Macy Gray, but <laughs> she was on too early. Oh. Remember Macy Gray? Like, yeah. Man, there was a lot I of good people. to say <laughs> goodbye and I choke. Exactly. <laughs> Wanted to see that one. I know. <laughs> but um man, if you if anybody out there went to, you know, that smoking festival, grooves, let us yeah. know. Let us know what we missed. Some highlights. It's always a good time. That's a really good, usually a really good show to go to. We went pre-pandemic uh, when Miguel and Nick were both performing um, Nonchalant, which is, of course, Miguel's brother and Omar's cousin. Um, they both performed at that show. I think it was like, what, 2019? Most I want to say. And that one was in Long Beach. And um, that was also a great time. We had a really good time. Yeah. They just have really good food vendors and, you know. A lot of pot, <laughs> good music. <laughs> what could you ask more? You know, what more could you ask for? Absolutely. Oh, and then um, shout outs to Sela uh, Bakery, S-E-L-A-H. She was walking by towards the end of the night, <clears throat> kind of um, with a stack of cookies, like single packaged cookies, um, asking people if they wanted a cookie. And so, you know. Our fat asses were like, absolutely. And mm. we took, you know, whatever cookies she was handing out. And turns out that her cookies are all vegan, all organic, and absolutely delicious. Like some of the best cookies that I've ever had. And Drew, <laughs> Drew had like a whole stack. He had like six cookies in his pocket. He's like, what flavor you want? <laughs> <laughs> but she has really unique flavor. She had like banana pudding. She had key lime, which was super delicious. Um, she had some strawberry flavor, but go ahead and look her up. She's based out in LA. Um, if you guys are, even if you're not vegan, um, it's just, you know, a healthier option and really, really delicious. Um, Sela Bakery, S-E-L-A-H. And, bakery. you know, just, yeah, bakery. <laughs> yeah, that's how you can gotta, find her. On... Gotta support those small businesses. We're all on our grind and, you know, just like to see props to her for just being like, walking around and passing them out because look here we are talking about them promoting them they were so delicious and had she not done that you know it's like her packaging was really good she had a little um barcode on there like it was you know smart yeah smart I mean, move that's classic marketing yeah <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah uh on ig uh like she said Sela bakery um you can actually find her at the Crenshaw Farmer's Market on Saturdays. Oh, there you go. Uh, and the Hollywood Farmer's Market on Sundays. There you go. So, if you find Really her, good you cookies. Know. Man, we had a... She made a banana pudding cookie. Mm -hmm. It was really good. But her key the lime... The key lime was The key bomb. lime cookie was amazing. Yeah. So, definitely You wouldn't think up. that, but it was really good. <laughs> but I think uh, that's about it. That's all the time we have this week. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have more exciting things to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll get uh, some like uh, messages from ghosts someone to talk about next. <laughs> I'm feeling... I have some events to attend, so maybe I could share those. Anything exciting happen at those events. Because things are picking back up again. Well... Now you guys have something to look forward to. 
They're like, finally. (laughs) (laughs) As always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We really do appreciate it. Uh, Whenever you guys hit us up, send us uh, recommendations, stuff like that. Um, I got to give a shout out uh, before we go because um, I get so much uh, stuff from Steph. Uh, you know, long time listener of the show, uh, friend Lumpany? of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Steph uh, is constantly sending me these like amazing looking food posts of like street vendors and stuff like that. And I'm always uh-huh. like, man, I got to check it out. So thank you, In Steph. LA? All over. Like she sent me one that looked like there were some tortas. And I was like, oh my God. But they were like in Anaheim. And uh, I, was like, ah. I was like, I don't have time to go Anaheim. right now. Because anytime I, I see it, I'm always like, I would want this right now. Yeah. And like, so, we're also going to Cabo in like a week and a half. So, so Nadia won't let I'm not me trying eat to eat tortas. tortas. <laughs> <laughs> no tortas till after Cabo. <laughs> and that's going to be the title of the episode. So, uh, they're going to be sitting there waiting for when are they talking about these tortas in Cabo? Not until like a, an hour and 10 minutes in. <laughs> Burying the lead right there. I was doing so good with no carbs, too. Kind of falling off. But, uh, anyways, let's get out of here. Bye, y'all. <laughs> we everywhere, baby.